welcome. We slay things. My name is Amber, and I play the Hill Dwarf Paladin Emberlin. Some people say I am a slightly, well, significantly overpowered tank. I wouldn't have to lay down the righteous smackdown if y'all weren't such treacherous heathens. Hi, I'm Andy, and I play Belisar, a human fighter champion. My name is Alyssa, and I play Kilbo Dragons. I am a non-binary dragonborn sorcerer. I'm Joe. I play Mima, the tiefling rogue. I'm Amy, and I play Twiggy Asparius, a forest gnome druid. I'm Thomas, and I play Zardex, cleric of the grave. Hello, my name is Jason, and I play Zauber Chummins, a dwarven wizard of applied meteorology. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm the dungeon master. Adventures Local 381 has been in the high forest trying to get to the grandfather tree, which they believe is under assault led by the archdruid Thariala and supported by beast, plant, and other creatures. They've come across uh, a village that was destroyed. They fought a number of plant creatures, killing some of them and at least temporarily dispelling the magic, controlling some of the others. They came across an abandoned village and were attacked by a number of beasts, giant elks, poisonous snakes, jaguars, and giant apes. They managed to defeat all of them, and as they were moving through, they came across a band of refugees led by a halfling woman and a centaur. The halfling woman, Georgina Sunmeadow, has offered to put you all up in their camp. And that is where we left off last time. You all are moving through a trail that you did not notice initially. It is is quite a tight squeeze as you all are moving through towards this refugee camp. Uh, Meemaw, you're up first. You tend to be next to last in the walking order. So you have a, a number of people in front of you. Zardex is behind you and you can sense the uh, the centaur Drozon and a number of other creatures behind you as well. Uh, okay. Is there anything you want to do? Anything you're looking for? You know what? I'm a pretty pretty cool rogue. I could probably slip out the sight of this here centaur without uh, anybody noticing. All right. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. 25. 25. Yeah. You, uh, you, you, you kind of listen for a minute, and you get the, the sense of the rhythm of everyone. Kind of glance over your shoulder. You see that uh, Drozon the centaur... Is, is talking to someone behind him. And not missing a beat, you just sidestep into the forest. The rest of the group passes you on by. It's seemingly only Zardex is aware that you've done this. I know you see me, uh, but uh, you, you don't tell anybody because you're not a narc, right, Zardex? <laughs> uh, have you met him? Shit. <laughs> I tell. I stabbed Zardex to not make him, I shank him. Yeah, good luck. I kind of want to s- slink ahead, maybe, if I can. All right, yeah. Or, like, uh, sprint off into the... Using using your uh, roguish abilities, you're able to kind of cool. skirt up ahead. You're keeping a little ahead of the party, but you're you're keeping track of, of their movement. I want to see, if, I wanna see the, if this camp, if it is in range, see if it's any, if it's evil. It's a, it's a relatively small camp in a clearing. You you get there. It's not hard to spot once. The trail is, is kind of obscure, but once you find this clearing, they are clearly a, a lot of women, a lot of children, a lot of older humanoids. Uh, there's a big campfire. There are some carriages and wagons kind of set up around the perimeter. You see a, a variety of creatures, uh, mostly wood elves, halflings, some gnomes. A few humans and uh, other other various creatures. You see a few pack animals, but but not many. These people would not be a threat to you all. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, they're definitely refugees. We're not walking into an ambush. I'll I'll rejoin the group later. Georgina, hello. Yes. Where are we headed? Are we headed to this safe place, or are we going to the tree? I don't remember. Yes, uh, we're headed to our camp. Is it near the tree? We're almost there. Well, that sounds promising. I'm glad that we're on the right path. What can you tell us about the... Are you refugees from this assault? Yes, um, we we prefer not to speak of it when we're on the trail. It's bad luck, but we're almost there. Okay. 
do you do you need emergency medical equipment or intervention once we get there? Oh, not right away. About about the time you wrap up that conversation, the rest of you walk into this clearing. And Maymaw, go ahead and roll me another stealth check. Oh, jeez, I only got a nineteen. A nineteen. This is this is a less graceful return. The centaur doesn't notice it, but Zardex definitely does. Cybertrevens can tell that you've stepped back into line as well. It's a less graceful entrance than it was an exit, but uh, you you step back into line. You all come into the camp, and and, and you all see what what Mima saw a few minutes earlier. It's clearly a, a refugee camp. There are a number of uh, women, children, and the elderly uh, in this camp. Uh, you can see that they have they have some weapons and armor, but it's very rudimentary. A couple of you were asking about their well-being. You could uh, you could do medicine checks if you like. Why don't we protect these people? Maybe we should be searching for uh, making sure that they're all safe. I only got a sixteen on medicine. You do notice there are a few people who have some injuries. Nothing too major. Buffalo Bill, secure the perimeter. That's right. Uh, He begins (laughs) stomping around the perimeter of the camp and continues to do so throughout the Does his head just rotate like an owl? (laughs) No, just straight ahead. He's just walking in a circle. He doesn't have a neck. If anything anything comes directly in his line of sight, it's in trouble. You all are now in this camp. There is the smell of a delicious stew, and you all are, are starting to realize you've you've not had anything other than kind of dried rations in a couple of days as you smell this delicious stew cooking. Meemaw, you are up. Uh, anything you want to do in this camp? I don't know. Um, I want to go. I want to go to the. Um, I don't know some some of the folks around here. I want to. I want to ask them. Hey, hey, you kid, come over here. Quit quit playing ball. Uh, quit throwing that that rubber ball the against pine that one. <laughs> that that pine cone. Yes. Hey, kid, put down that pine cone. I want to. I want to ask you. Hey, how's it been? How, how how are you doing? Are you guys holding up? How's your family, kid? It's it's been rough. Um, I I I want to go home, but my mummy says we can't go home yet. What, what's your name, kid? <laughs> it's Chip. Chip. Oh, oh Chip. Chip. Kid, uh, Chip. Um, yes, Chip Chippington. <laughs> Chip Chippington. Chipping Kid Chippington. How's how's your brother Dale? <laughs> he he passed, so he didn't make it. <laughs> Damn, man! He, he went down all hill. He was <laughs> shot by that Iacocca, right? That really Monterey Jack one. killed him and ate him. <laughs> how's Gadget? Monterey Jack? <laughs> How's he? No, Monterey Jack ate Dale! <laughs> oh! Yes, your dragonborn friend is right. I'm not sure how. <laughs> wearing either only a, a leather jacket or a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Kid, I'm going to fashion you some pants. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've, I've been going around uh, like a porky pig for weeks now. Dora Donald Duck. <laughs> yes. Chip Chippington says, yes, it has been quite tough, sir. Okay. Oh, oh, but Chip, those pants would be lovely. I, f- I feel I feel sorry for, for you, Chip. Uh, what do you need? Do you, what uh, Other than a home, I guess. And pants. And pants. And pants. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll work on the pants. That that, that would be a good start. Uh, my home and pants. Okay. Do you guys use money in the forest here? <laughs> no. Old coins. Yeah, Do you need any gold there, Chip? I'm I'm feeling generous. Here's five gold coins. Wow. Oh, thank you. If I if I am ever in an outpost, I will certainly spend it on candy right away. Yeah. Good spend man. it on a Wonka bar. <laughs> A Wonka bar and some ball bearings. Holy Nimbus, that's your your chocolate bar. That's my uh that's brand. my company, my brand. Bellasar. I am going to step out of the well, out of um, a certain radius of people, and I'm going to activate my fortress. Ooh. All right. My mm-hmm. portable fort. Make sure you actually have room for that. Um it's what I will say. Uh, roll me an Arcana check. I mean, well, I would Look know if it's big enough before I activate it, right? Yeah. Or uh, That's what this is about. 
That would be a 24. You know that there is definitely not room for this. It's a fairly, it's a big enough opening for this group of people, probably, probably between 40 and 50 people. But you're either going to take out some carriages and tents or some trees with this fortress, which I believe is also pretty tall. It is, it is tall. Um, It looks bigger without the forest all around it, but it's fine. I will, after looking around this little plot and surveying it and whatnot, I will go and find somewhere to lie down. You see a series of hammocks strung up between some of the trees. They're actually quite comfortable. It takes you a little while to find one big enough for you because these forest folk tend to be fairly small. Uh, But you you do find one that that will hold you up. It's quite comfortable. And as as you're laying there, even though it was storming pretty hard earlier today, uh, the storm has cleared up, and you can see the stars start to shine through the trees. And I'm going to just kind of put my helmet over my eyes a little bit and laugh that everyone wanted to take a, or a night march and get through this, and now they're all going to sit here and try to help these refugees out. I'm going to take a nice little nap. Yeah, you, uh, you doze off pretty easily because you all tromped through a horrific storm last night have been fighting creatures basically since you've been here, running like hell through the forest. So yeah, you, you doze off almost immediately. Quiggy, uh, you're up next. So tell us your story. And, you know, I know that there were these creatures of the forest that attacked your village and forced you out. And do you have reinforcements that you can take back your village? Brother, the, uh, the centaur is like, I would love to retake our village, but... We just don't have the power right now. We want to help you get back to your village and retake this forest. Oh, you you look strong. Perhaps people like you could do it. Can you help at least watch over the people and keep them protected? Oh, I, I have been doing that. Yeah. He, he kind of leans into you and gives as much of a whisper as, as he seems capable of, which is still pretty loud, and says... I'm, I'm worried about Georgina. Honestly, it's it's been rough on her. She's she's usually the independent type, but she's the only real competent one left from our village. After the uh, plants and animals and whatnot came through. What are you most worried about with her? Just her well-being. Yeah, well, you know, she uh, she lost her husband. She lost good friends. We all we all took damage getting away. Yeah, I, I've agreed to kind of take over security concerns and whatnot, but you know she's got to bear that mantle of leadership, and it was it was not really her style. It was really quite thrust upon her. Is there anything we can do to help? Other other than other than retake the forest for yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, that's all I can think of. You know, she's really much more in the way of wiseness and whatnot. I'm mostly good at hitting things with clubs and axes. Cyber Chubbins. Well, it sounds like you. Um, everyone's been through a lot here. And um, I'd like to treat you all to 24 hours of comfort. So I go next to Belisar, like where he's sleeping, and I cast uh, the Magnificent Mansion. Nice. Yeah, you, uh, you cast. takes you a couple of minutes, but there is this, uh, it's, well, I use the wish spell for it because I don't actually have it. Okay, yeah, you use, you use your wish. I wish I could cast Magnificent Mansion. <laughs> exactly. And so it's done in an instant then. This glowing door opens up. Mostly people are terrified by this because you have just conjured a door out of nowhere. You've all seen wizards before. We, we, we mostly know druids here. Oh, well, yeah, fair enough. Maybe you've seen a druid do this. Georgina says, I've seen wizards teleport through trees before, but I've never seen one conjure a door to... Is that that a fountain in there? Yes, and everybody come in, enjoy yourselves. You can stay here for a full day if you want. Yeah, uh, people begin making their way in. A couple of them do pick up the uh, stew Mm -hmm. on the uh, spit between it and kind of lug it in. But yeah... As soon as soon as I see the banquet table just piled high with food, is <laughs> thrown down the gold. <laughs> yes. So Are first we... of all, I still want to have some of their stew. 
you get a bowl of this stew and you scoop into it. It is it is quite delicious. It's yeah. it's not what you were expecting or used to. It's very gamey. It's got some uh, delicious venison mm. chunks in it. Uh, it's got lots of mushrooms and I, I'm wild eating roots. the mushrooms like all up in here. But yeah. the venison, I'm kind of like like I actually would used to eat soup. Like I wouldn't eat the meaty parts. I would just kind of oh, like this is, toss them behind. This my, is fresh. I don't I don't like meat uh, and soup because they always put the shitty meat in soups. This is oh. this is not shit. Oh, okay. This is delicious. I would like to say that this is the this is very delicious stew, uh, but I am I am hoping that your people can have a evening with less hardship tonight. In we mansion, are, we are very grateful for it. And if there's anything that we can do to help your party and repay you for this kindness, I mean, I think we are more. You have already given us kindness with stew and with your generosity of inviting us in we would like to help you uh reclaim your your home if it's all possible in your pants yes uh, our children don't have enough pants it's <laughs> it is very we, strange we, we all had to pack in a hurry and none of them were wearing pants it was very bizarre <laughs> we are very interested in helping you reclaim your home if we if at all possible well and until until we know that the invaders are gone We've we found this safe haven. We continue to patrol to make sure they stay away from us. But we appreciate any help you could provide. Yes, we would like to provide assistance. Can you tell us about the invaders so that we can help protect you? Drozen had told you that uh, plants and beasts that attacked you all uh, were definitely involved in this. Yeah. But Georgina begins to describe some other creatures to you as well. One of them is a massive troll Ooh, what kind of troll a dire troll is Ooh, that uh, sounds scary yeah it's it's not ideal she also describes to you this kind of buzzard looking creature mm. like giant buzzard or just like i mean buzzards are big a humanoid but... type of buzzard. oh interesting okay it is a nagpa they are a terrifying <laughs> spellcaster and that's the fly they can sometimes fly. Uh, they tend to oh, live in forest environments. They can be very bad news. Vulture-like humanoids. That sometimes fly. The other creatures that Georgina describes, she, she describes one that's like a statue, mm. sort of. But statue that moves, but only when you blink, or what is this? Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. Uh, at first we thought it was a statue, and then it, it started attacking people. From, from the way she describes it, you think it might be an Eidolon, which is a, a kind of undead construct. But perhaps the most terrifying thing, it was this enormous snake, but it had multiple heads. Oh, shit. And you all don't need a nature check for yeah, this. This, you know, know, is a Yonti anathema. Mm, fuck. <laughs> and then, of course, there was the the archdruid and her retinue of druids and a very a very strange looking creature large and gray with multiple eyes i had never seen anything quite like it from what georgina and and another person who had seen this creature you think this might be a gray render it's a very large beastly creature uh, it tends to be very loyal to its master so you take out this damn arc Archdruid. I mean, you sound like they came out of a fairy tale and you have an infestation in this forest. Yes, uh, we, we we were trying to negotiate with this guy named Geralt of Rivia, but he wanted <laughs> too much coin. <laughs> well, <laughs> that figures. Yeah. Uh. Imberlin, you are at this feast. You've just heard about uh, the various creatures that are in... Thariala, the Archdruid service. Anything you want to do? I want to make a plan. I mean, I feel like we need to, obviously we need to have a, a really long rest, but I think that we need to make a plan and be on the offensive. We don't really know too much about the the tree or, I mean, we've got a little bit of an idea about what we're going up against creature-wise, but... Uh, do these guys know about the tree? Can we ask them about the tree? Do they know uh, about they, us? They, they do know that the grandfather tree is to be greatly respected. 
that a few of them had overheard rumors that this party was going to try to attack the grandfather tree. They find that inconceivable that because the, the grandfather tree is protected by very powerful magic. You all know that it could be worn down, but to them, the, the very idea is inconceivable that anyone could conquer the grandfather tree. Yes, you, I, I agree, Emberlin. I believe we should, after we rest, where should we go? What do you think? The grandfather tree is in trouble. I mean, we definitely need to go check in on on that, but we need to find where all these creatures are and clean house. I mean, we could try and draw them out somehow. I wonder if they travel together always or if they're separate. I What if we, what, maybe we can draw them out somehow. Perhaps we can uh, do something to lure them. Georgina does tell you all, if, if you're looking to get to the grandfather tree, the route you all were taking... Probably going to take you about three days, but we know a route that could get you there. Day and a half, maybe. Ooh, shortcut. I like shortcuts. Yeah, shortcut. it's uh, it's it's not necessarily the easiest way. A bit of a steep climb to uh to get up to the path, and it's a, a mighty sharp ravine. But it's fairly wide walking path. Not not a lot of people know about it because uh, it's not necessarily easy terrain. We're no strangers to difficult terrain. And we're happy to make things harder for ourselves. Yeah, we There's seem to like trees. that. Uh, if you want, we can we can take you off to that uh, to that route. I think that would be helpful. Yeah. Should we leave Buffalo Bill here to protect them? Yeah. Oh, you can climb. Yes, please. I say we can leave. Um, if we want to leave the them with some protection, we can leave the Buffalo Bill here. I mean, do you just not want to bring Buffalo Bill? That's fine. I'll probably forget to use them properly anyway. I mean, you've been talking about it nonstop for months, and you use it once, and then you just get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also handy in that it could protect these refugees while we're away. All Fresh right. Food. Yeah, why don't right. you just have him? Zardex, anything you want to do as the day is winding down? Let's let's rest and march. You all get a good night's sleep in a comfortable bed. Oh, so nice. You're no longer all- dying. You, you wake up the next morning, you've got, you know, this huge breakfast feast. The refugees all seem to be in very good spirits. They still have probably about 12 hours that they can spend in it before it deposits them back into their camp. So they are, you know, they are soaking it up. Georgina begins leading you all on a different path and takes you all to a, a very sharp, craggy incline. Now, fortunately for you all, you all have flying, so this is not going to be a problem for you all. But it is is—it is quite a steep climb. Uh, it is over 300 feet straight up. And she tells you, uh, you're going to want to stay sort of at the edge of this ravine because um, the forest is, is very thick and, and creatures can come out of it fairly easily. But if you follow this for uh, about a day, it'll take you back into a, a, a nice part of the forest. And at that point, you're about half a day's journey from the grandfather tree. It seems fantastic. Georgina, this is the fantastic, uh, a, a, the perfect road for us. Uh, we want, we, we all appreciate it and we will avenge your, your losses. I greatly appreciate that. Got to keep going. My people depend on me now. So strong. You're so cool. Oh, thank you. you. You're all a pretty cool yourself. Thanks. Uh, and she's basically calling that out as you all are, through various means, flying up the side <laughs> of this mountain. Peace. So yeah, you all begin making your way along this trail. And at first, it's very thin. And as, as you look over, uh, you do indeed see that uh, it is a long way down to the bottom of this ravine. Uh, but it's a, a, it's a lovely view. As you, you look out, you can see for miles and miles and miles around you. The, the forest, you can see uh, you know rivers running through. You can see a few villages uh, off in the distance. And you're making your way along. Uh, the trail does eventually start to widen up a bit, so you're not you know, kind of right up against the edge there. Uh, but the forest is very thick on your left-hand side. The ravine is a very sharp drop. Uh, like I said, you figure it's over 300 feet uh, to the bottom. I want to I make sure I want to perceive 
uh, if there's any threats coming at us towards the forest side. I'm guessing there's forest animals, probably not ravine animals. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. That would be an 18. An 18. Uh, You look off and and you definitely see some creatures, but none of them appear to be hostile to you all as you're you're kind of moving along. Uh, The trail does start to open up a bit more. At this point, you'd say it's probably about 20 feet wide. That might be a good for an ambush. Everybody, keep t- keep tight. All right. Belisar, you are up next. What I will do is I will put on my hat of disguise, and I will uh, disguise myself wearing a type of cloak where everything that someone looks at appears to be as if I am not there. It, the cloak projects what is actually behind the person who's looking at it. Mm, um, I need you to roll me deception check with disadvantage. That'd be six. You you are trying to ask an awful lot of this very simple magic item. Uh, and, and to your mind, you are thoroughly disguised. To What you all see is a big, hairy-looking Mediterranean dude in a gunny suit. Um, (laughs) gilly suit gilly suit yes thank you you look like a very small shambling mound leading this party that's something Uh, but i i am invisible yeah to your mind you are like perfectly blended in nothing can see you i am cloaked twiggy i'm going to cast pass without trace on our part all right all right, so most of you are very, very stealthy. Zobber Chubbins, if you all need a sacrificial lamb, he definitely no! seems to be. Uh, speaking of, Zobber Chubbins, it is your turn. I'm, just, I'm trying to be quiet, but not really. I'm going to um, kind of be taking notes for my maps. Roll me an investigation check. 31. You're keeping a very careful eye on everything. And with that high of a check, I'm going to say you're you're able to uh, take notes kind of as you go. Uh, whenever y'all y'all pause to uh, take a quick break, you're able to sort of you know track latitude and longitude uh, with your cartographer's tools. What would you like to do, Emberlin? I would like to cast protection from good and evil. Okay. Last for ten minutes. So yeah, you uh, you have the benefit of that spell. Bardax, is there anything that you would like to do? Should we pick up the pace or maybe slow down the pace? I don't know. Should we ambush these fellows? I feel like there's someone sneaking up on us. You see a a snake kind of skitter along 15, 20 feet behind you. Um, I don't like the idea that we're being chased by snakes. Uh, We should either go faster or fight them. What do you think? All right, Mima, why don't you sneak and see if you can catch the snake master? Snake Master, what are you? What are you seeing, Snake Master? We're being chased by a snake. snake We're being chased I, by a snake. I'll make a distraction, and you sneak into the forest and stab whoever is commanding that snake. This is not just a snake. Come on. Can I do the ringing spell? Uh, the ding dong. Ding dong spell. The ding dong yeah. spell. That's every spell. I cast Toll the Dead into the trees to the right, and I make Mima go to the left. Bong! I into the ravine. We're all we're all super sneaky. Are we sneaking? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you've got a twenty-two on uh, rolling twenty-two on stealth. Yeah. Uh, Mima, Mima, who you can barely uh, see, and really just speaking into the ether in front of you, has a thirty-five <laughs> on stealth. I assume Mima's there. I'm probably just talking to a shrub. <laughs> I mean, if you want a distraction, just have Zauber go out there. He's he's making all the noise. I'll make I'll make something ring in the side. Yeah, away. you uh, you you point your finger Hi. into the forest, and there's a loud dong. Oh, great! Good job. <laughs> We're near us. Definitely want to sneak up, up on this this here snake. Yeah, if definitely I can. won't put their guard up or anything. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the guard who is chasing us already. Uh, Mimo, go ahead and roll me a perception check. That would be a big old fat twelve. You are pretty distracted by the snake. You, you think you see like a, a pillar or something in the, the path ahead of you, but Zardak said, focus on the snake, and that is where you have directed your attention. Uh, what are you doing? I'm going to grab this snake. I'm going to grab a snake. Roll me a dexterity check with disadvantage. Natural one. 
You reach down and you aim right for where the snake's head meets the snake's, the rest of the snake's body. But as you reach down and put your hand on Mr. Snake here, it no longer has only one head. Yeah, we're talking multiple heads. As it grows much, much larger. This is is the Yonti anathema. Now, uh, bad news time. Uh The anathema is up next. The really good news for you is that it's mostly interested in Meemaw right now. Uh-oh. First, make a constrict attack. Uh, that is attack. a 28. Yeah, that hits. My bones! Ouch! Oh, no! Not the bones! <laughs> Take 14 bludgeoning damage, 6 acid damage, and you are currently grappled. Dang! Oh. now going to make a couple of claw attacks at you. That's fine. 24 on the first one. That hits. A 27 on the second one. That also hits. 27 damage. gum. It is now going to make a flurry of bites at you. What the heck? How many attacks does it have? Uh, that is a nat 20. 42 piercing damage. 42? 18 poison damage. Okay, I'm still up. <laughs> and you are grappled. Next up, all of you hear this distraction going on up ahead of you. Bellsar, uh, all everybody but Meemaw make a perception check with disadvantage. You all see a statue up ahead, and it begins to move. That's all it does on this turn. Bellasar, you are up. You see uh, a Yonti anathema attacking Meemaw and fucking him up. You see a statue ahead of you. You see what looks like a, a large, a enormous creature starting to approach you down the trail. I will go and try to flank the anathema. We'll have a very difficult time doing that. It's too far away. Uh, how close can I get? Can I get to it? Uh, it is 40 feet away from you. It's going to be closer to 50 feet if you want to try and flank it. Yes, I will dash and flank it. I'll, I'll say it takes one of your actions to do that. Uh, it is not currently flanked because it has me on grapple, but you do uh, you are behind it. Uh, I will try to then stab it with the Flame of the Proletary. Oh, God, that's a 14. Misses. 17. 17 hits. You swing oh. your sword, and this thing slithers out of the way. You kind of spin around and cut into it. 26. Next up is... So I only see the the anathema and the statue? You see the anathema, you see a statue, you see what looks to be like a large lumbering shape about 20 feet behind the statue. Can I run up next to Belisar and do cone of cold and get them all in my 60 foot cone? They are in opposite directions. You could run back and get... It would also get Meemaw and Belsar into the Cone of Cold, but it would get the Yonti Anathema. Uh, or you could try to throw it at the uh, uh, statue. The, yeah, the lumbering forms behind me. Uh, yeah, you could, you could move up and get two of them in that space. Okay, I will do that. It's a no for the statue and the troll. Yeah, definitely not. 34. You blast and you see this dire troll shrug in the cold. Like he's just like, oh, it's a little chilly. (laughs) This huge, nasty looking troll does not seem to enjoy it. Statue seems unaffected. Next up is Zabrachubbin. I will cast the the freezing spear. Otolik's freezing spear. And that has a radius of 60 feet, so that should be able to reach everything. You cast the spell, mm-hmm. and you feel like it's about to hit, when suddenly it snaps out, and you see the vulture-looking creature standing next to the anathema. And I cast Counterspells or Reaction? Uh, no, you did not see this coming. This creature yeah. was invisible. 
until I cast a counter spell. Damn. Bilbo, you are yes. up. I'd like to do a lightning bolt, but I would like to do it at level five. And I would like so to... Ten six. Yes. Um, uh, going would... for the Eidolon and the Troll? Yes, I would like to do those two. Okay, so the damage is 48. So you do manage to hit them. Good. Uh, one thing you notice is that the the statue doesn't take yeah, as much as you wanted it to. But the troll did, right? Uh, the troll uh, did take seemingly it took half damage, but it didn't okay. seem to take it all. Okay. Okay. Then I want to hit the anathema with my breath weapon. All right. It gets thirteen. All right. Next up is the nagpa. Kilbo. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Now, unnatural point. Oh, you are so very, 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 very lucky. You take 17 psychic damage. All right, not great, but uh, good. Trust me, that is the best possible outcome. I am liking (laughs) to come there. Because that was a feeble mind spell, and if you had gotten anything less than a 20, you would be fucking useless for us this time. Next up is Emberlin. I would like to banish them. So can I get two of those people? If you move up a little bit, you could get both the statue and the troll. I will move. And they have to succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. So I'm gonna do the troll first because he's definitely not charismatic. That is a dirty zero. Oh, dirty zero. It banishes them to a different plane. I'm going to go to the other plane for a minute, right? And then 18 for the statue. No, your spell save is 19. (laughs) The statue and the troll, is there a size requirement on that by any chance? Nope. They are currently in interdimensional space. Zardin, you are up. Sweet. I have no idea where I send them, but... Uh, bon voyage. We send them are, to their room. We don't know, but here they are not. At uh, least for the moment. Sweet. I'm going to cast Holy Aura. Uh, everybody within 30 feet now has advantage on all saving throws. That's good news for you, Meemaw. And other creatures, including the Anathema, have disadvantage on attack rolls against us. Um, wow. Um, can I also throw out a, a healing word? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that. 16 health, uh, free with me, Ma. Hey! All right, well, it is the troll's turn, but the troll is currently banished. Woo! So, Ma, you are wrapped up in snake body. Uh, go ahead and roll me a dexterity saving throw with advantage. 21. You do manage to slip free of the snakeman. I will give you an attack, and uh, right now, uh, Belisar is also attacking it, so this would get advantage. Dirty 30. Just barely hits, yeah. That'd be 40 damage on that snakeman into, like, one of its heads or something like that. By the way, it is its turn now. It is going to... Destroy me. Well, on itself. Uh, it's going to go after you, Meemaw. It's, it's pissed about this whole thing. Oh, so it's going to try to constrict you again and fucking disadvantage, which is a natural one. So, Yobo, Meemaw, Belisar, the three of you can get a melee attack of opportunity. 27. That hits. Roll damage. I got a 21. Yeah, roll damage. 8. 31. It takes some damage on its first attack. Second attack is going to bite at our Mima or claw at Mima. Sixteen? That's not gonna do it. Nope, second claw attack. That's gonna be a twenty-one. That hits. Third claw attack is twenty-seven. You're lucky that's a disadvantage, because that was another nat twenty. Second hit and then it's flurry of bite uh twenty-three. Yeah, that hits too. Twenty-seven on the two claw attacks. Mm-hmm. I am what? One hit point now. You are going to take uh, 16 damage. It got a not good enough on its hellish rebuke. So you're going to go down, but go ahead and roll that hellish rebuke damage. It is okay. 19 damage. <laughs> Next up would be the statue, but it is currently banished. 
Bellasaur, the anathema uh, has just put down Meemaw. What you doing? I am going to be very upset, and I will uh, attack this thing. 24. Yes. That's the first one's going to be a 33. All right. Nat 20 on my uh, second. That also hits. That's going to be a 52 damage. Woo, woo. And then my third hit's going to be a 15. 15 misses, unfortunately. I'm going to do one of my action surges. All right, you action surge up. Swing away. 18. Just hits. That's going to be a 31. 27 for the next hit. Yeah, that does hit. The fifth one is a 31. That's the damage. And that's a 22. 22 hits, yeah. That's a 31. 31, yeah. yeah. You bring the sword through this anathema and cut through its body. All of its heads come down and play around for a moment like Kermit and or a... But it dies. I would like to put a foot on its corpse and I'll look off into the middle distance and say, this really brings me back. <laughs> you're having a you're having a montage moment. Memories <laughs> of the snake people we've killed previously. Quiggy, you are up. The the creatures you just threw a cone of cold at only a mere six seconds ago are currently who knows where. You see a Nagpa probably about 80, 90, 100 feet away from you. I'll just call lightning. Yeah, third level. It, 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 it counterspells it. Yeah. Zobber Chubbins, you are up. All right, I will cast Cone of Cold with Over Channel. That's a deck tape. And it's gonna take 70 damage or 35. The 19? No, that doesn't make it. Woo, yeah. Yeah, the Nagpa takes a whooping. And then I look over to Emberlin and I say, Emberlin, maintain that, that banishment spell as long as you can. Will do. Uh, next up is Kilbo. Yes, I would like to cast Innervation at 7th level against Nagpa. Save. It does save, but I... damage and I think the spell ends in this case. Yes, it does. It's 14. 14. So is the Nagpa. I need all of you to roll me a constitution saving throw. So everyone who got less than a 20 takes 32 necrotic damage. Those of you who got above a 20 take 16 necrotic damage. It stings a little bit. You are all hit with a circle of death. That was metal. Next up is Emberlin. I want to cast Guardian of Faith where the uh, banished people are gonna come back. All right. Zardex, you are up. I'm gonna cast heal on memes. Since you are unconscious, you get the maximum possible healing there. Oh yeah. Well, it's heal, so it doesn't matter. He just gets 70. 70? <laughs> Sounds like someone needs fucking up. Let's, uh, let's take a stab. You up move the anus. over and you stab <laughs> at this buzzard-like humanoid creature. Go ahead and roll that attack. That's a 26. That hits. Well, that is a 12 damage. Bellasar, you are up. I will go up to flank it. I will stab it. All right, that's going to be a 20. Hits. It's going to be a 32 damage. Uh, mm-hmm. Double nat ones. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, so this thing is going Or the to... DM's gift is what you just called. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that's called. This thing is going to use this opportunity. Belisar, I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. That'd be a 10. You feel completely dominated. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> And right now, what that means is you do nothing with the rest of your turn. Wiggy, you are up. If I were to conjure some quick lames, would they get to go right after this turn? Yeah, I'd give you that. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Yeah, and you are now, uh, you end your turn about 10 feet away from it. I conjure these dudes. 
The first one. So 27. Uh, that hits. A 16. Uh, misses. 24. Hits. 17. Is uh, that the next quick lane is going to run up. 23. Hits. Yeah, all are going to hit. 27 piercing. Yeah, it's uh, starting to look kind of bloody. Uh, next up is Zobber Chubbin. I'll cast Immolation on this, I guess. Counterspell. I'll counterspell it then. All right. You cast Fog Cloud centered on yourself. Oh, shit, man. So, uh, Zobber Chubbin and Zardex are currently in a heavily obscured foggy area. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Can I misty step out of this? You could. Fog Cloud is going to travel with you. Oh, okay. I assume I would know that. Crap. I would say if you wanted to use your bonus action to dismiss this, I would allow you to do that. All right, I'll do that then. All right, Kilbo, you're up. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go ahead and uh, cast uh, Sunbeam on this motherfucker. All right. Well, I rolled a one and a two, so Woo-hoo! go. All right. 35. It's hurting. Next up is the Nagpa. Belisar, I need you to roll me an attack roll. I got an 18, 16 on that attack, 21 on that attack. You know what's your AC? My AC is 20. One hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Hooray! Wait, what? what your attack? Oh yeah, you're dominated. That's 28 damage to me, Mom. Well, that's a that's a that's a walk in the park for me. I swear. <laughs> Everyone, I need you all to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, if you got a 20 or above, take 15 poison damage. If you are resistant to that, it would be seven. If you got a uh, a 19 or below, you take 31 poison damage. You are blinded. And I need you to roll me a d20. And everyone is uh, blinded? If you roll below a 20. Meemaw, you are blinded and banished. Uh-oh. Oh, no! <laughs> get below a 20 on the deck saving throw. 17. All right. Next up is Emberlin. I'm going to yep. cast a cantrip firebolt. First, roll me a d20. 19. All right, now go ahead and roll me a spell casting modifier attack. 27. That hits, roll damage. 30. God damn. Yeah, you cast one hell of a fireball. <laughs> you feel the power of Dolora moving through you as you blast this thing right in its fucking beak. I know, I think it's no, there's no fireball. question who the MVP is right now. Up is Zardex. I, I might just guide and bolt this stupid thing at level six. Twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, that hit. Forty-one damage. Fucking hell, yeah. This thing is glowing like a Christmas tree. And it's, it's glowing. Very, very poorly. Meemaw. Hello. I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. I got a ten. You are still stumbling around in the dark. You have no idea where you are, what's going on. You can't see anything. You don't hear your companions. Everything is fucking weird right now. Belisar, your mind is your own, but you can't see. Yay! Before Belisar kills us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I will go and go through the direction I think this thing that was just... Roll me a D8. I got a four. I need you to make me three attacks with disadvantage. All right, the first one's a 13. 13, that's gonna miss. 14. Uh, Also miss. Okay, so that would be a critical one. Uh, Yeah, Uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. It'd be a 14. You do, like, it slips and it, you feel like it's about to leave and you manage to catch the pommel on uh, the uh, flame of the proletariat. Uh, yeah, you miss big time. 
And Twiggy, you're very grateful because Bellasar seems to be swinging blindly at your direction. Um, <laughs> next up is Twiggy. Bellasar has just been whiffing all around you. Feels dangerous to stay here. Let's attack it with my scimitar. All right. 27. Uh, hit. Six. Your quicklings want to attack? Or your quickling want to attack? It does want to attack. A net 20. Yeah, go ahead and roll damage on that. A dirty 20? Also is going to hit, yeah. And then the other one. You can safely say, this thing, the quickling finishes it off. Belsar, you can see again. Meemaw, you are back and you can see again. Bilbo, you can also see again. The Nagpa is dead. Catching your breath and... Amberlynn, you know that you still have the Eidolon and the Dire Troll banished. And that is where we will pick up next week. You have been listening to We Slay Things, edited by Andy Gabor. Like our podcast and want to help support it? Toss a coin to your DM at ko-fi.com slash weslaythings. Visit weslaythings.com for more. I imagine a snake is constantly thinking, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> Man, that means I want to be a snake in my life, next life now. I'm a snake. Hell yeah. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. Hell yeah. I'm a yeah, snake. Hell yeah. I don't need no arms and legs. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. They got no legs. That's I nuts. I got no legs. I don't need I don't no need legs. no legs. Yeah. I'm a snake. <laughs> I don't need no arms and legs. I'm a snake.